international book writing expert and author. I help women to overcome the fear of writing and publishing their books. And I'm so excited to have Chrissy Quinn from Australia with me. Chrissy is a mindset coach and the founder of Sequin Consulting. Having grown up in a family of 12 children and experiencing much adversity in her teenage years, Chrissy was diagnosed with depression, disassociation disorder and ADHD. By age 22 and having overcome many labels, Chrissy excelled in her career and obtained five promotions within a five-year period. Chrissy has resigned from two dream jobs and now works with people to tap into their greatest potential by living an authentic life which gives the opportunity to experience both freedom and meaning in business and life. Welcome Chrissy to the show. Thank you so much for having me Esther, appreciate it. So let's jump right into the first question. What has been your turning moments in life, Chrissy? So there, there are three key turning moments that I would really say. So one of them was I was about 14 years old. Um, you mentioned a moment ago that I was, you know, had quite a bit of adversity growing up and experienced certain things. Um, one of them in particular was I had a lot of anger that was within me. And there was this one day where normally I would, you know, go to hit a wall. Instead, I actually hit a mirror. And I remember, you know, breaking that mirror there. Like it, it was a moment where I remember looking at my fist, there was blood dripping on the floor. And there was a moment for me that I was like, you know what? I can't live like this anymore. Like I was so full of hurt and pain that I was externalizing it. And it was in that moment that I realized that I needed help. And then I sought the help that I needed. Um, there was another moment in particular back in 2017, I actually decided to break up with my boyfriend who I'd been with for about three and a half years. And that was really, you know, for me, that was through doing work with a psychologist, a lot of the things that we did together, it was all about letting go of anything that was no longer divinely designed for you. And it was through this experience, that was one of the most difficult decisions that I'd ever made in my life was I actually realized that the relationship itself was no longer the right relationship for me, but it also allowed me to come to the realization and come to terms with the fact that I've actually, I'm, in, I'm into girls, I'm now with a partner who I've been with for four years. And um, it was really just about me allowing myself to you know, open up to that. And one of the third things was going to Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within. And that, whoa, my goodness, that absolutely allowed me to just tap into this potential and really see so much that was there so they've been you know the three greatest ones that i could say wow thank you for sharing chrissy and you were the which number of the 12 kids at home i i was number 11 well i am number 11 i should say so the second youngest in the family and the youngest girl okay and yeah. do you think you didn't get enough attention and love because you were number 11 or so or what do you think what happened yeah it's it's interesting that you say that so in in some capacity right there not necessarily that there was competition but there was there was a lot of other people who also wanted to get you know mum and dad's love you know mum and dad's attention and all of that 
I would actually say to a degree, I feel like I was even more blessed because as my siblings got older, they kind of became like second parents. So I also got so much, you know, love and affection, you know, from them as well. I feel like there were certain things that did take place, you know, while growing up, but even especially the, the learning difficulties that I had during school, it was a way for me to just play out. Like, like I wasn't able to comprehend a lot of things. Um, I really learned to deal with failure and my relationship with failure really started at an early age because we, we started doing exams from year three, which is like the age of eight. And from there, I was failing at school. So that was one other thing that I got, I became really frustrated with was I would try to succeed at something, but then I would fail in school. So that was doing exams from the age of eight all the way through to 18 and my whole school life, I was failing. So that was one other thing. And it was a way of me being able to, to act out and get attention because I was trying to be good enough in school, but I just wasn't able to. So I think by playing out and acting out was a way to get positive attention. Hmm. Mm. And what was your turning moment at uh, Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within or uh, what so, came out yeah. there? Okay, so it's amazing looking back and realizing like I was recently even just looking at my the, the paperwork, you know, the booklet that they give us. And it's so funny to look back at that because I look back at all of the things that I wrote down. And everything that I wrote down, like I didn't really know about coaching back then, right? But obviously now I do. I've been running my business for two years. But back then I just knew that I wanted to share my story. I wanted to help people. I wanted to help other people tap into their potential and to be who they are and to share about, you know, adversity and growing through pain and things like that. And I look back now on all of these goals that I set and I realized, first of all, that I've actually achieved all of those things. But I think the key thing that, really came to consciousness was this incredible level of potential that's within and also the connection with so many people so like even in the coaching space like today I'm personally in a position where I'm location free I could go anywhere in the world and run my business and I'm not stuck in any one location but before then I didn't even know that that was existent so it was like a combination of like connecting with certain people but also this realization that there's this incredible level of potential inside just waiting to be tapped into which I was able to do so and then through the connections it opened up so many doors beautiful and now what what is sequin consulting today tell me a little bit more what you're doing today yeah so the thing that I'm most passionate about especially when it comes to my business in sequin consulting is giving people the ability so there's so many people who have this great potential right but it's really helping specifically like I like working with entrepreneurs. And the reason I decided to work with entrepreneurs is one, because they're a little bit crazy like me, but they've also got these incredible ideas and may not have the right way to execute it. So it's really about helping people to experience freedom. So, you know, time freedom, financial freedom, most importantly, emotional freedom, relationship freedom. So it's the ability to feel free in who you are as an individual but also be able to experience meaning in life. So it's having freedom, having that meaning and not allowing mediocrity to be the thing that just gets by. It's like, okay, really helping these people who've got these incredible ideas, but helping them to actually execute on it. Because I found a theme that there's a lot of people who might be stuck in a job or 
Maybe they've been in the entrepreneurial space for a long time, but they've gotten too focused on work rather than realizing, okay, what's the purpose behind what I'm doing? And like, I believe as a business owner, if, if you're not spending sufficient time with the people that you love the most, your family and your friends, and you're spending all of your time working, I believe that you've missed the point, which is where a lot of unfulfillment comes in. So it's realizing that there's so much more, but having that harmony, not necessarily balanced, but having that harmony across all areas of life. And you found it after two jobs, you, you left, right? Yeah, so the first, the first job that I left, the first dream job that I left at the age of 22, I was the New South Wales collection manager. So I was working in finance for about four years. And I decided to leave that job because I realized that there was so much more to life and I wanted to pursue my passion, right? So that was, that was in 2017. And I actually decided to leave that job because at that time I was going to go and pursue policing. But then I realized that I didn't have to, I realized that I didn't, I wanted to help people. I didn't know how to at that point, but I realized that policing wasn't actually the way to go. So I ended up, you know, getting another, you know, job opportunity and I ended up getting promoted quite quickly in that space. And I decided to leave that job in August of 2020. It was during the, the pandemic. Most of us were in lockdown here. So it was in August of 2020 because it reached a moment where I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm getting the promotions. I've got a great job. My manager's great. The people I work with are great. But I've got this potential inside of me. And as long as I keep doing the same thing, I'm not going to be able to fulfill my potential. So I had to, I, I decided like, you know what, I'm going to leave this job and actually give myself the opportunity to go into coaching full time because I'd, I'd had the business for about 10 months at that point in time. And I was working with, like for me, integrity is so important, right? Integrity is one of my key values. And I, there was a moment where I thought to myself, I'm working with my clients and telling them to tap into their potential and, you know, saying to them, hey, be bold and be courageous and be fearless. And I'm like, I'm in a job. I'm like, what is this? So I realized like I had to really take a look in the mirror for a moment and think, okay, cool. Like while I'm, I'm being bold and, you know, doing my coaching stuff, I realized that the next step for me personally at that particular point in time was to say, I'm going to take a leap and I'm going to back myself fully and you know have the right network and support which I did which was amazing and really just back myself and go into this business full-time which is exactly what I did it was one of the greatest decisions that I've made to be honest wow Chrissy <laughs> yeah. beautiful if someone is listening now maybe someone is in this situation you've been before doing mm -hmm. her job and not feeling totally fulfilled what would you mm -hmm. recommend this person to do first What would I recommend to do first? Okay, so if, if someone's listening to this and they're stuck in a job, I would really say, give yourself a moment to think about what's actually important. So one of the key things, and you know what? I, I could say it's similar to a turning point, but in both jobs that I was in, and this, is, this has been something that I've learned that's been really big in my life, is in both jobs that I was in, I had a, a staff member or a colleague of mine who passed away. So at the first job, someone passed away and at the second job, someone passed away. Now, I'm not too sure about you, but I feel like at that point I was 22 years old and I'd had two, two colleagues pass away. And what that really made me realize is that 
especially because there were times and moments in life where I was working 12 to 15 hours a day and I had this ridiculous mentality that if I went on leave or if I left the job, they would fall apart. Like I was, that was the story that I was telling myself is really to think about what is actually important because although we mourned the loss of my colleagues, I realised that so many times people are giving up their life for a job that will replace them in a week or in two weeks or in three weeks when they bypass, you know, the challenges and get through things. So what I would say is if you're really feeling unfulfilled, it's taking a step back and really asking yourself the question of what is actually most important. Like, are you spending the time with the people that you love? When you look in the mirror, do you love that person that's in front of you? Because if not, how much longer are you going to allow yourself to keep, you know, staying on the merry-go-round of life and feeling unfulfilled and knowing that the only person that can change it is you and you need to look at that from another perspective and give yourself permission to look at it a little bit differently because if you want a different result, you've got to do something differently. And then you need a lot of courage once you have found out that you're not feeling fulfilled, right? Yeah, it definitely, look, it definitely takes, it takes quite a bit of courage, but it's, it's also this realization of what's, what is it that you want? Like it's, it's going to take a level of courage, especially if the people that you surround yourself with have a nine to five mentality, right? So the people that you surround yourself with and the quality of those conversations are going to play a huge part. And my recommendation is if the only people that you're surrounding yourself with are the people with that thought process of I'm going to stay working at the exact same job for my whole life, maybe it's time not to stop talking to those people, but to expand your network, to give yourself the opportunity to speak with other people who have created opportunities or who have other perspectives just so that you're not just laser focused on that, the, the limitations or what it is that you may feel stuck and unfulfilled in. It's start having conversations with people who are fulfilled and ask them the question of why do you think that you're fulfilled? What are you actually doing? You know, because you might notice that they've got different routines or habits or rituals that you could adapt and adopt from them. Hmm. Great advice, Chrissy. And um, was it so clear that you go, are going into coaching? Well, you you were already in, into coaching when you mm -hmm. were um, engaged by a company, right? Um, yes. I remember that I had so many, uh, at, when I was 20, 25 or so, I had so many hobbies and I played the violin, I loved drawing and uh, I'd like writing and everything, but I didn't know where I should go. So maybe there's mm -hmm. someone listening and they have a lot of things they're good at. And mm -hmm. um, which one to choose or how do you find out? Which one to choose? Well, look, it's, it's an interesting thing because clarity comes along the journey, right? So it would be easy to say, okay, I've got five things and I'm going to wait until I know exactly which one it is. And then you, you keep doing the same thing and nothing changes. However, if you at least give one of them a go and you just make a decision and say, okay, for the next three months or just make that commitment, right? For the next three months or for the next six months, I'm going to focus on, you know, A and just focus on that and give yourself the opportunity to at least figure out, do you like it or do you not like it? Is it something that you want to do or not? 
because at least when you give yourself that opportunity, you're allowing yourself to move forward and you'll get greater clarity as you're moving rather than just staying in the same place and just waiting for clarity to come to you. Just like, you know, as if you're in a car, you know, if you're in a car that's stopped, it's a lot harder to start moving. But once you're moving, then you can change directions with ease. It's very hard to change directions when you're not going anywhere. So at least give yourself the opportunity to say, okay, cool, I'm going to commit to this and just go for it and trust yourself. Yeah, trust yourself. Yeah. I love that, Chrissy. I think what you said, I love it also because some people are coming to me and tell me which book shall I write, this one or this one or this one. It's like with, with jobs or with the, your purpose. Mm-hmm. maybe you need to find out you concentrate on one and if it's not that thing you will feel it after after a certain moment so i love what you said about choosing your purpose yeah. Or, yeah and even like one of the things that you like you just mentioned that reminded me is when i left my my first proper corporate job in 2017 i ended up what what happened is i ended up creating space And then what took place is a job opportunity came up that was, so I'd gone from working as a New South Wales manager to a job opportunity that opened up that was a part-time job as a normal, you know, receivables agent role. And while it was very different for me, I was like, you know what, I want to do something that's a little bit different, but I wanted to just get a part-time job just to help cover bills, right? Because I wanted to have a bit of a moment of exploration and give myself an opportunity And one of the good things was because I took up that opportunity, it just allowed me to alleviate some financial pressure or not eat into my savings pretty much. But what then happened is because that created space and it allowed other people to know that essentially I was available for opportunities, right? Then, you know, I took up an opportunity for a part-time job, which then turned into getting promoted to a senior role, which then turned into another opportunity for getting promoted to a team leader role. But the thing is, if I was so focused on, I'm not going to do anything until I find the perfect job, it wouldn't have provided that opportunity. So simply me allowing myself to be open and saying, you know what, I'm going to give myself the opportunity to see what's out there. It it was because of that, that these other opportunities were available. And something that I see a lot of the time is people waiting for the perfect job to come to them rather than saying, okay, cool. What can I do to at least put a foot in the door or give myself the opportunity to meet people, to get out there, to, to see what other things I'm able to do, knowing that when you give yourself that opportunity, other opportunities will come along too. So I find that's absolutely huge. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I like what you say, not trying to be too perfect or, mm, and it sounds so easy when you say it, Chrissy. How did you come there? I, I believe you weren't there when you were younger, probably. Of course. Look, there was definitely, there was definitely a number of things. It's like, it's, 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 it's crazy to think that it's, we look back and we can connect the dots backwards, but we can't connect the dots forwards. It's simply a matter of like the, the, the thing that I always said to myself, and even when I quit my job, right, like t- uh, 13 months ago or 15 months ago now, you know, in 2020 in August, um, that's a lot more than, yeah, that's 18 months. My goodness, time is flying. This is crazy. <laughs> One of the things that I, I remember saying to myself was, if this doesn't work out and I've used all of my savings, what's the worst that could happen? 
because it's it's one thing to say like I'm a big believer in being spontaneous and taking risks and making decisions but you've also got to do it in a way that is you've got to be safe to a degree right so if you've got a family and you've got to support your kids which like I don't have a family or kids to support but if I did there would have been a different measure to assess right so what I personally did was looked at it and think okay how much money do I need what can I save and what am I able to do to provide these opportunities so it's looking at this and saying okay cool there's definitely going to be a level of fear or there's still going to be a level of risk, but how can I reduce the amount of risk or what am I able to do to, you know, um, there's the six P or the five P's if I'm, you know, respectful of proper planning prevents poor performance. So it's looking at this and thinking, okay, cool, in a financial capacity, what do I actually need to do to plan out so that I don't have to worry about finance? So if there's anyone here who wants to pursue their own business and you've got a job at the moment, it's, being cautious of, cool, what, what money do you need to put aside so that you can create that opportunity? Exact same thing if you've got a property portfolio or something like that. Um, same with you, like, you know, how much time do you need to invest in yourself so that you can show up as your best self every single day? It's like, you know, putting that time aside, putting that money aside and building up your energy in that capacity. So it's doing it in a smart way because the truth is it is scary. It does take courage. But it's also this realization of if nothing changes, nothing's going to change. So if you're not happy with where you are, realizing that no one is going to save you and you have to save yourself. So what are you going to do to save you, to get you out of there, to create opportunities for you? Right. Mm. And Chrissy, if you started writing a book, maybe you started already. Yeah, I have. Writing your story. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Yes, yes, I have. So the, the goal was to have it done by last year. Haven't, haven't fulfilled that just as of yet. So I've moved that over to this year. But I've got a book that I am currently writing called, calling Turning Pain, Turning Pain Into Purpose. And pretty much that's having a look at what have been the challenges or the painful things that I've experienced in life with the knowing of I can either let this experience turn me into a victim or a victor. So it's like the reality is, you know, things happen to everybody, but it's what we do with it that really make us who we are and lead us to where we're going. So that's that's what my book is all about, turning pain into purpose and how we can, you know, turn these challenges into calluses so that we can become even stronger. And where does it start, the story or your book? So the start of my book will pretty much be about me sharing about like my childhood growing up, you know, sharing about the family and things like that. Growing up in a family of 12 children, we had like our own challenges and things like that. And just sharing about like even just the thought process that I was one of 12 kids, but there were so many times where I felt alone simply because I put the walls up. And it was with that realization that because I put the walls up, it kept me safe however at the same time it also kept love away from me so while I thought that I was being safe it actually I was closing people away I was pushing people away and not accepting love into my life from them um, so that's pretty much where it would start off of just sharing a bit of background and things um, and then challenges how it was you know constantly failing through school and how I could essentially reframe it because I look back now and think, wow, if I didn't fail when I was a kid, I wouldn't have the resistance now that I have now because I think failure is great. 
I look at it now and think, how can I fail? Because I realize that there's no failure, only feedback. So it's looking at it and thinking, cool, if this is a failure and it's not working, what do I need to do to take a flexible approach and do something different? Because, you know, through that, that's how we get to the solution. This is great what you say about failure. When did you realize that failure can help you to, to get to become so strong? Oh, when did I realize? What a great question. I'm not too sure if there was a particular moment that I realized it. I think it was the key thing of I just, I just had to get used to failing, right? And because there was essentially nothing that I could do, I would try to study and it wouldn't really work. So it was more so about turning it into, okay, if, if I don't like this, for example, you know, English, doing English at school, I didn't like it at all, but I did like maths. Um, maths was like the only subject that I liked, but even realizing that the school subjects weren't what I enjoyed, but what I was really good at was speaking with people, with communicating. I also loved sports. So what I would do instead is I would put my energy onto that and excel in that rather than focusing on the failure of my exams, I would focus on the fact that I was really good at basketball, for example, and invest more focus onto that so that I could at least utilize those wins as a way to make me feel better. Do you know what I mean? So rather than focusing on the failures, I would say, cool, I don't like this and I'm not very good at it. So what do I like and what can I focus on instead? And then it built on from that. Great, Chrissy. Where can people reach you? So I'm on Facebook. Facebook's the main platform. And that's, um, you can just find me on there under Chrissy Quinn. Yeah. Wonderful. And three last truths for our audience. What would you say, Chrissy? Three last truths. Okay. So one of them in particular, I would say, is something that I learned from one of my very first mentors, which was incredible, which is when you genuinely forgive, naturally you forget. And that played a huge role. One of the other truths I would say is that your authenticity is your greatest superpower. And when you can actually accept who you are authentically and unapologetically, you really tap into this incredible potential. And the last thing I would say is, you know, that everything that you need is within you. And if you're constantly chasing things in the external world, you may find to a degree that there's something missing because you're looking outside when you just need to go within, but everything you need is within you. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Chrissy, for sharing your wisdom. Thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate it.